All right, Justin, sing me a song that makes you think that death is in your rear view camera. Uh, this is the final countdown. Oh, it's the final countdown. Yep, I'm counting that as a fail because that is a song about like pumping people up. That's an anthem. What's what's that song that it's in the it's in a car commercial right now, but it's that super creepy song that like it's been in a horror movie before, but it's that one it's the um turn around, someone's behind you. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I want to, it's in a fucking horror movie. I want to say it's I want to say it's in one of the final destinations that like every time somebody's about to die, it comes on the radio or some shit. Oh, it's not. But there's a car creepers, commercial. Right? No, 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 no. But oh, okay. it's in a car commercial right now, too. That's like talking about how advanced their like backup camera and sensory shit is. Huh, and, you know, it's like I turn around now. Some um someone's standing behind you and it's it's supposed to be like a romantic song. Like, hey. Your true love's behind you. Just turn around and look. Or whatever that fucking bullshit was from the 1950s. Because it also sounds insanely rapey. So, yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those songs. Like most of the 1950s, it was either romantic or rapey. Just either or. Most of the time, both. Oh, is it the it's the Volkswagen commercial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's called Turn Around, Look at Me by the Vogues. Yeah, whatever. I don't it know. It might what as well is. be by the rapists. Right. The song I thought of was that one that's like, I always feel like somebody's watching me. That's the one that I By Rockwell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I would have accepted that one. Yeah, that that would have been a good one. Let's see. Yeah. That's why we need to take take turns singing instead of Justin, you sing. But you're the one that sings, Justin. Right. I know the limitations of my ass. That's why I'm not singing shit. (laughs) I mean... I've got a pretty nice mixer and I can do some things. I can throw some sound effects and do all that shit. But guess what it can't do? Auto-tune my busted ass voice. Damn, I was about to say, yeah, do some auto-tune, but I guess you can't. No, I can't do no not- auto-tune. I mean, I could in post. Uh, my editing software can do it, but the fuck I know about anything with singing. I was a fucking drummer. I wasn't, you know, anything. And, you know, any time in high school when it was like, Sterling, play the xylophone. And I was like, oh, do you want the xylophone part to actually be played? Because my ass can't do it. <laughs> so whatever all right now now let's start this fucking episode hey cinema fans and welcome back to another episode of the cinema slayers podcast it is heather justin and sterling me here to do an episode about what we like didn't like and everything in between with the movie countdown starting us off with what they liked let's go with the person who fucked up the song once again justin what'd you like about countdown uh nothing let's move on no i'm kidding um, <laughs> damn you pulled a me uh, right. what <laughs> what did i like about this film man this is the hard part um uh i guess uh, it was filmed it was definitely a movie Damn, there you were really are pulling at me. There were actors, and they—I <laughs> mean, I, I guess uh, the 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 main actress here, Elizabeth Lale. I hope that's how you say that. But she was okay in this film. I mean, I didn't have a problem with the central character. Now there, there were all kinds of story elements and things like that that I had a problem with. But as far as her performance, I think that she did a respectable job. Uh, Carrie in the film and throughout the film when she finds out that this app has taken people that she knows and and as her curiosity about this app and where it comes from and why it's responsible for killing people once the timer counts down and everything her investigation into that I, I mean she I think she did a well enough job as um as the main uh, protagonist of this film. And th- and there were just some performances that, uh, th- that I kind of found funny or at least were entertaining. 
um the there was this one character and he's totally like really in the grand scheme i think he's really a useless character but he did have some good scenes uh there's a guy named derek and he's like the computer or phone it's almost like he's like a computer geek guy or almost like uh, he can fix phones and computers and stuff like that and he's just a total asshole and he's rude to customers and stuff like that and i'm not gonna lie he had some moments where he got a laugh out of me or either the line was just so cheesy but the way he delivered it, it it got a bit of a chuckle out of me and i didn't really understand the point of the character but he did entertain me for um a few moments but uh other than those two things I really think those are my uh, shining moments within the film. Oh, and I guess maybe the last thing I'll say is just, um, you know, nothing about the special effects were great in this film, but also nothing about them I I think were garbage or trash. Like, I think that uh, when it was trying to scare you, now there are a lot of cheap jump scares, but whenever it was giving you the image of a ghost or you saw something kind of ghoulish or scary or you saw um, a a demon doing something, none of those scenes stood out to me as just, none of them were laughable or like, oh, this is, this looks terrible or, or anything like that. So they did a respectable job, I guess, creating the dark atmosphere and some of the special effects whenever they were in play. Uh, none, None of those looked terrible or bad or anything like that. So as far as just the the execution of some of those th- those technical things i think they did an okay job so you know nothing about everything was respectable nothing spectacular but everything was pretty respectable on the aesthetics end of this movie as well and i believe those would probably be the things that i liked about it overall heather your turn yeah i mean going into this i i didn't really expect a ton of like you know originality or uh super scary beyond something i've seen before i i went into it kind of just expecting it to be just you know uh, up to par maybe or like i don't know like just kind of an okay it's a whatever kind of movie with this one i just it's i understand the concept that they were doing with it and it was you know adding the technology aspect into horror movies is always an interesting thing to do but yeah I just I didn't really expect a whole lot going into this movie and it's probably a good thing just because it was basically very bland very um you expect pretty much everything that you see almost happening in this movie so for that I would say I mean it wasn't really a disappointment because I didn't go in thinking it was going to be something great (laughs) but I will say um the let's see i i do agree i think you're the character justin you were talking about derek was kind of just meh in it um i think that the relationships a lot of times felt very forced in it but i do like the sister relationship that they had between the two girls um and the yeah i think the elizabeth lale she was she was pretty good as the lead in this and then the sister who is played by uh Talitha, um, Talitha Bateman, who is uh, in a lot of horror movies, actually. Um, she was good, too. I've actually, I liked her. She was in the Annabelle creation movie, and I think she was in a different horror movie as well. But she's she's pretty good in horror movies in general. I think she's kind of typecast in that role right now. But that relationship, I did enjoy. I liked it. I, I thought that that was a fairly believable example of kind of sisters and how they communicate and relate and all of that with each other so I did um I did I didn't like that and um I I like how they did with the technology aspect of it I do like how they kind of incorporated it into the film for the most part with like it's an app that you do and oh you have to um like even trying to remove it it's like oh it can't be removed and even at the end when it's like oh the newest version is on it now and so i just kind of like the how they did those technical aspects of it and they kind of made it current and more relevant these days to 
something that you would actually see, which I don't know if you guys knew this, but I think it is an actual app now. I don't know if it does what it does in the movie, but I was uh, when I was looking up articles about the movie, I saw that there is actually an a countdown app now. Did you guys see that? No. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you download it? How long do you have? Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> Seven hours. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't actually look at it. I just saw that it was one that you can purchase. And I was like, oh, okay, of course they did that, which shouldn't be surprising. But anyways, um, so I like the technology aspect that they incorporated into it. And um, I did like the, uh, I mean, I... <sighs> The guy that she met at the cell phone store, Matt, who was in this movie, he was okay too. Um, that it was very, I feel like he, ha- he had a good storyline f- more than some of the other characters. I think that he had a more interesting storyline and a backstory and kind of his, you know, the thing about his brother and all of that was more interesting um, than some of the others. But um, yeah, I just think that it, it was just an okay movie. The effects were fine too. Um, I think that it was, I mean, it's just, it's hard to just be like, I liked this because the things I liked are very, I mean, they're the things that I would like in any horror movie element to it. Like the wanting to know what's going to happen and all these things. And I did like that. Not all of the characters were really stupid in how they were doing things. (laughs) Like a lot of the, actions of some of these people were but like even at the beginning the couple the girl that was at the party that was like oh i don't want to do this and then she did and then she got really freaked out and then she at least decided to get out of the car when her boyfriend was drunk and just things where she was like okay well even if it's not real like my mind is a little freaked out so i'm not gonna risk it like she at least was a little bit i mean walking home alone wasn't the greatest idea but you just feel like she actually was you know, a little bit smarter about how she tried to handle the the app and her findings on the app. Um, I don't know. So anyways, I just I did like that they weren't all very, very stupid with necessarily how they how they did it. Um, not all the time, but at least overall, it wasn't like everything they did. I was questioning, like, why is this what you're doing right now? Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, that I would say is kind of it. I mean, it was just an okay film. Like the acting was fine. There was no performances that really stood out above anything, but it wasn't like, I I've definitely seen worse acting in movies, but I honestly, for me, the thing that stuck out the most to me was the relationship between the sisters was probably the best thing about this movie. And um, and just the concept of what that app is, it was it was an interesting idea to incorporate into a scary movie. So honestly, that's going to be all for me. I'm going to kind of break the rules here, guys. I'm going to end up rolling my likes and dislikes into one gigantic thing. Um, I feel like I almost did that anyway. Mainly, so <laughs> mainly because of how they play off each other. Um, I do agree with you guys. I thought the performances were fine for the most part. Um, Papa Twilight. Uh, as the creepy doctor was whatever um <laughs> i liked i liked how they incorporated the terms of use into the app that was my big thing that i really liked hmm. that i liked the terms of use thing like oh you know you broke the terms and conditions now you know now a demon's gonna torture you until you die type of situation i liked that aspect of it what i think would have made it better though is if in those scenes whenever you know they're like sitting there and it's like do you accept the terms and conditions if that paragraph or whatever saying oh if you try to change anything to you know do this whatever you know will result in like a penalty or whatever like if that was visible on the screen i don't like the fact that they kept doing the whole oh you broke the terms and conditions you know death scenes um because that happened like three or four times you know and then uh, then you find out what it is. I would I would have liked at least the ability to be able to find that out. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that they have to like spell that out, but I would have liked to have been able to see that like on the first or second time because the first time that popped up, I was able like I was like, oh, that's weird that they're focusing on that. So I tried to read a little bit of it, and it wasn't that part of it. And then the next time it popped up, I really tried to read it because I'm like, why the fuck does this keep popping up? You know, like, why are they making such a big fucking deal out of the do you accept the terms and conditions fucking page? You know, and, we, and we'd already seen somebody saying, you know, the one alert popping up saying you broke the terms and conditions, blah, blah, blah. 
but I would have I would have liked to see that or the ability to be able to, to catch on to that earlier because I do like that aspect of it of if you just kind of keep living your life you'll just die like you were supposed to die instead of being tortured by a demon before you die or whatever um I liked that aspect of it I thought that was actually a very interesting little subplot to it all um it's just they gave you no chance and then they just spelled it out for you I would have liked it the ability to be if you know you're a keen observer or something like that you could have you know gotten maybe a little bit more fulfillment out of that promise or whatever or, or out of the terms and conditions earlier in the film than before they spelled it out I just think that that would have kind of enriched that aspect of it a little bit better one thing I did like about this movie though because I do think I like this movie than most people would ever think I would is I really 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 enjoyed the potential of this movie this movie had all the makings of being a modern day final destination it really did and i think the i think the final destination movies are drastically underrated i mean the first couple are just because i like it's you know the whole idea of it's very interesting and then the last few of them just because they have some amazing fucking death scenes in them I mean, the plots completely played the fuck out at that point, but the death scenes are amazing. I mean, there's there's one of them. I want to say it's three or four where a girl falls against a shelf that has a nail gun on it, and it just like her head keeps bouncing off the nail gun as it keeps like shooting nails into her head. It's fantastic. I do remember that. I think that was four. I'm pretty sure. Um, three or four. Yeah, it's one of those. And it's just, you know... and. It, and that's the thing is I wish the death scenes in this were more original. I don't like the fact that if you escaped death or broke the terms and conditions, a demon just murdered you. Like, I think it would have been better if the demon just, you know, if they, if the demon or whatever final destination to your ass, you know, if they just, you know, caused you to trip on a pool ball and you, you know, you fell down nine flights of stairs into, you know, somebody carrying a bucket of knives or some shit. Like that just would have been way more fun. Like, but instead you just get, oh, the timer ran out. So a demon throws you up against the roof of a fucking bathroom nine times and you fall right. your neck. That's boring as fuck. Or, oh, your timer ran out. So you're going to get scared by a demon ghost thing and fall down the stairs. Ooh, spooky. Like, come on. Like, amp it the fuck up. I know it's PG-13, but you could still do brutality off screen, you know? You just got to show the person falling towards the bucket of knives. You don't have to show them hitting it. You just got to show them falling towards it. And you go, oh, they're going to hit a bucket of knives. You know, you can do, you can play with the imagination and some off-screen stuff. I mean, the most interesting death scene we have in this movie is the guy getting hit by the car. And it's not even that creative. I mean, fuck, people get hit by cars. Like, that's not spooky. Even if a demon does cause it, it's still not spooky, you know? It just ends up being like a weird uh, Wiley Coyote Roadrunner gag. And I just really think that this this idea and this concept, especially at the end of the movie when it's like, ooh, Countdown 2.0, which I'm like, okay, like, that's a weird thing. Like, I understand what they're doing. They're like, they're, they're playing in the idea of a sequel and all this other stuff. But I just really feel like this had a ton of potential, especially whenever they fleshed out what it was. It was a curse by the devil. And, you know, you have to prove he's a liar. And I loved all those aspects of it. I loved all that. I'm not saying the execution of all those aspects were good, but I loved the concepts of it all. And even down to the weird hip hop priest. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't mind him as much as I thought. Like, I kind of thought that I thought that was a kind of fun character. You know, this guy that was just super geeked out about the idea of fighting the devil and, you know, all he'd ever done was read some shit about it. But, you know, then he just kind of had the, the chance to do it and all this other stuff. Like, I, I I really liked the potential a lot of this had. It's just, dear God, did they go, oh, hey, Sterling, you see this potential right here? We're going to fuck it up right now. And they just did it every time. Every time they got to, like, apex potential, they just went, fuck it. And just went all shitty with it. I mean, right down to, like, like I said, the weird sexual assault doctor scenes you know like none of that's how that would play out at this point yeah like for this sure in time like whenever that girl is talking to that nurse and she's trying to tell her like oh hey this guy just tried to sexually assault me and the doctor's just like no come here come here now come here now like that nurse seemed like a reasonable enough person to where she goes oh this lady was legitimately trying to say something and this doctor instantly tried to pull me away and pull rank 
to tell me something about that same nurse. Like, that's common sense that maybe something else was going on. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. And then, oh, God, did that fucking thing go off the rails at the end of the movie when she's like, oh, I'm going to seduce him and then try to beat him to death and all kinds of shit. But no, the demon tried to interfere the whole time and all this other stuff. I think it would have been fun if, like, the demon then just kind of goes, no, fuck it, we're going to roll with this human sacrifice, motherfucker, yeah. Like... I thought that like something like that would be even cooler. Like if she ended up killing the guy and all this other stuff and like it added to her timeline, but then it also like killed her sister or some shit too. Like there's so many fun, like mentally fucketed ways they could have gone with that shit that they just didn't, you know, or something like where she kills the guy and it breaks the whole thing and all this other stuff. But then it, it also like curses her to where, you know, I don't know. She's a fucking demon person now or some shit. I don't know. There's just so many fucking ways they could have gone with that shit instead of just stupid, which is what they did. You know, the whole like, oh, I'm going to OD and you're going to narco my ass like at the same time. Like, I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a drug using professional. I don't know how long an overdose takes, but I'm just going to base it on earlier in the movie or just anything else I've seen on TV or movies. I don't think overdoses are that quick yeah. where you're like, injecting yourself and dying within like three seconds i think it takes a little bit longer than that for you to actually die from that shit but nope she's just like injection dead i'm like that's kind of weak and couldn't like and also since this demon did have metaphysical powers to where it could affect humanity and all this other stuff couldn't the demon just kind of like sit there and like push on her heart a little bit for three more seconds and then bam she does die at the right time i mean if this demon is all about like torture and you know, making sure people die at the right time, no matter what, and all this other stuff, that wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility of what a demon could do to fuck up somebody's attempt to try to thwart him. I mean, it threw people around like a ragdoll for like 20 minutes. Why couldn't it do that? But with my likes, like I said, it's just, I just saw so, 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 so much potential there. And it did make it somewhat enjoyable for me because I think part of it was while I'm watching this movie and things are, you know, happening on the screen and I'm seeing the potential and I'm just kind of making shit up in my head at that point. You know, like, oh, what if they did this instead of that? What if they did this instead of that? Like, I just kept doing that and it was kind of a fun little game. Like, with, I guess I kept myself entertained with just the concepts they kept throwing up in the movie. I, I mean, I so I'll give the movie credit for that. That's why I can't necessarily say I wasn't entertained because the movie helped me entertain myself whenever it Whenever it went shitty, my mind made up some things that I didn't think were as shitty. So to me, it made it a little bit more enjoyable, I guess, you know, but God, they really fucked up a lot of shit in this movie though. Like, I don't know. I just think the biggest cardinal sin you can have in a movie about something causing people to die is then like making the deaths boring. I mean, it would not have surprised me if one of the death scenes were like, and they died peacefully right. in their sleep. Because that was just about the same amount of originality and deaths that this movie presented itself. Um, I really thought this was going to go longer. My whole like, ooh, big chunk or whatever. Apparently, I completely oversold myself. Then I did my likes and dislikes all at once. I mean, I, I can go into more dislikes. Like, I really didn't like the way they played the family dynamic with the main character's family. And I'm not necessarily talking about the sister. I'm talking about the father. Because, dear God, did they make it seem like that family had a deep, dark secret with the father? <laughs> very early in the movie yeah when they're like oh don't wake up dad don't wake up dad it's like oh don't wake up dad so he can be a nice lovely person and offer you dinner <laughs> right <laughs> like what the fuck was that i mean i was expecting like oh don't wake up dad he's a belligerent alcoholic since mom died no he's a very well-adjusted and nice lovely person <laughs> they completely sold him as the wrong character at the beginning of all that stuff and, like, why did every person in this movie that was a main character have some weird close family member die and they blame themselves type of shit? Like, maybe I've just lived a, a blessed life or whatever and I haven't had that many close people to me die or whatever. But it just seemed a little coincidental that all of them had these deeply interconnected, guilt-ridden, close family member losses that they could just instantly gravitate towards and all this other stuff. And I mean, maybe because I'm jaded or maybe because I'm a gigantic asshole. But if I had a family member die and their ghost was trying to tempt me 
into a demonic curse and all this other stuff if I step outside a salt circle. I still wouldn't give a fuck and wouldn't do it. Like, come the fuck on. Is that trope not played out enough? Oh, look, it's the toy dinosaur. Of course he's going to step out of the fucking circle. Can we end that now? Can that trope officially die at this fucking point? I mean, not only has it happened in almost every horror movie ever where somebody's got to stay inside a fucking circle, but it's happened at least 27 times in the 19 or whatever fucking years that the fucking uh, Supernatural has been on the CW. I mean, that's a constant fucking just terrible ass trope that is just mind-numbingly boring. Like, I don't know how anybody can like sleep at night knowing that they wrote that into a script. Like, to me, that's like the biggest horror movie sin you can have anytime there's a salt circle or a protective circle or anything like that. Why does there always somebody that fucking steps out of it? I would have at least accepted it, you know, when all the shit was going down and all this other stuff and they were all kind of backing into each other. Yeah. You know, that if somebody tripped and fell out of it, sure, fine. At least that's something believable at this point. I mean, how many people have to be attacked by otherworldly forces knowingly like this point they knew what they were being attacked by and how they were being attacked and why they were being attacked and all this shit and why is it that one thing where they know a demon is going to be doing things to trick them and to torture them mentally like why is it reasonable for that guy to go oh shit my brother's toy yep I need to step outside or I need to even go towards it or anything. Why is that a rational thought process in any of these fucking movies at this point? Like, it's just beyond insane that this is still a thing. This is 2019. There should be so many things that are different nowadays, guys. I mean, but this has essentially been a horror trope for, what, 50 fucking years now? Essentially, like, ever since, like, ghost movies were a thing at this point. Like, any time the first, whatever was the first movie that the protective circle was ever invented. This has been happening every single time since then. It's just utterly ridiculous. I honestly thought, I mean, I will give them slight credit because they mentioned the whole, oh, what if the ghost just blows away the salt? I at least thought that that's what was going to happen because they, not because they foreshadowed it or anything like that. I was like, oh no, this movie's just legitimately going to tell you what's happening. So I'll give them slight credit for not doing the thing that they legitimately said was going to happen. But what they did was still just as bad. And I can't forgive them for that. Heather, what did you not like about this movie? Yeah, that's that's a lot of good points that you bring up. Um, and I think that what you're saying about it being um, like a modern day Final Destination, I noticed that too. But for me, it wasn't a good thing that it was like that just because of the fact that they didn't execute it nearly as well, in my opinion, on how they did it. Like, I completely agree. The concepts you were saying was right. Like, even like what I was saying about how, you know, they had the technology aspect played into it and they're making it modern and something that what's going to be something that gets everyone's attention and everything. It's going to be about an app on a phone because that's what our technology is these days. And um, but it's just the fact that it didn't execute the final destination type of thing as well that is why i don't think it was good because i agree i think those movies the final destination movies are they're really good like they're really good like horror movies to watch if you're looking for you know one that you haven't seen or haven't seen in a while like it's always a good one to go back to and watch at least for me but yeah i think the fact that it wasn't executed nearly as well is why i didn't like that um yeah i mean just the whole like it's a curse from satan thing was just kind of like how is how is satan running an app you know like it's basically like so the devil made an app kind of thing and i was like ah that's a little like it's almost like they wanted it to be a cyber horror plus supernatural horror at the same time and really what it comes down to is that what they wanted to do with this movie, they did not execute as well as they should have, or I think as well as they had hoped they did. Um, you're right too about the dad. Like that was kind of like what, like he, he's, he's at, yeah. They act like he was just like, Oh, we, we just can't talk to him or anything. Like he's this unreasonable person. And he's just a really nice, just very sad guy because well, his daughter's not coming around anymore and he just lost his wife. So of course he's going to be sad, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, like there was no reason that they should have felt like, you know, that they couldn't be around him or whatever. Like, yeah, they really did make it seem like the dad was going to be 
like this terrible person or something and he really wasn't you know so that was kind of weird um but yeah i think also i kind of mentioned a little bit in my likes too because i feel like mine kind of overlapped like something i liked about it directly goes into something i didn't like about it the relationships between the sisters were good but just the whole really felt forced with um the the main girl and the guy matt um i'm forgetting what the what the main oh um quinn yeah quinn and matt like that felt like a very forced type of thing where obviously it was like a romance of circumstance and all of that but then it just like it escalated to this quick point like as if they were just it, it was almost like when they met he was like hey, I need your help because I have the same problem you're having, so let's go figure it out. And as soon as they thought that they had it figured out with the guy who hacked the code or whatever, then it was just like, oh, I don't want to be alone. Let's go hang out. And like, it was almost just like, you felt like they were really just trying to force that romantic aspect of it just to have that in the movie because you have to have it somewhere. And it just, you didn't really feel like the chemistry was quite there as much as it should have been because they didn't really develop that it just went from like zero to 60 in like a scene or two and um yeah it was just interesting and um i did enjoy the priest character (laughs) and like how he did nerd out about you know all of that but then i'm also like what happened to him like unless i missed it where did he go after the whole thing went down you know like i don't did they show him after that it looks like i mean it didn't look like they killed him unless I missed that, but it was just kind of like he disappeared after that and like you never saw him again. So I didn't know what that was. Did I miss that or did he just disappear and we don't know why? With who? I'm sorry. You kind of lost me. With the priest. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't die. He didn't oh, die. No, he just disappeared. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, yeah. He, he, he just gone. Yeah. So I just thought that was weird that they didn't um, like any, there was no, follow up to that or anything and they just like they sought him out to help them with this and he's the one that had the idea of what they were going to do and then he just you know after matt died or whatever he just disappeared and like nobody ever saw him again for the rest of the movie so it was just interesting i don't know um but yeah i think yeah i mean and it just was you're right like it was a quick the whole you know she killed herself so that she could save her sister from dying and then um Brought and then she gave her directions as to how to bring her back to life. Was I get what they did there and why why that happened? But you're right, like the the drugs in the system and all of that, it would not have taken effect so quickly. So I think that that was a little bit like far fetched as well. Um, yeah, and you're right because it was like this whole terms of agreement thing with that. It's like so you broke the rules, but. Yeah, it just we're going to give you a meaningless type of death if you broke the rules instead of making it a worse punishment, which is what it seems like they should have done because instead of just accepting their fate, they tried to get out of it. So you feel like, oh, this demon should be wanting to give them a worse fate than what they would have had. But instead, it was just like this meaningless, meaningless death that had nothing to do with anything. So I pretty much agree with all the, the issues that you had with it, Sterling. And just, to, yeah, I just think... um it the execution is really kind of what made it not good um for yeah because they're they're, they could have done a whole lot more with this and they just didn't live up to that potential justin seems like you've got a lot to say considering how much you have not said what did you not like about this movie (laughs) well you guys uh i mean pretty much in one way or another said everything already but uh, I'll just attempt to try to say something a little different here, but really that, that, that really is what this movie comes down to is just a lack of execution. I mean, this is kind of one of those movies. We just did a Halloween um, homage podcast where we would, we asked a lot of our listeners and people on our social media, you know, what is the state of horror? And a lot of them said it needs to go back to older stuff. And, you know, we got to go back to the basics and this, that, and the other. And this type of film, this countdown type of film, I think is, this is an exact reason why you have horror fans 
complaining and wanting and wishing for an older time and wanting different things and stuff like that. To me, it's movies like this that directly lead to probably some of those negative views about the state of horror because obviously this just seemed like something where they said okay it's kind of we kind of got a cool idea or at least it's an updated idea it's an app that kills you and well everybody has cell phones so everybody everybody knows what apps are everybody has them and everybody has interacted with something like that so the idea of taking something more modern or a modern idea and trying to make it into something scary or horror is just something that's going to appeal to your to, to the demographic you're trying to reach to and it just really seemed like one of those quick things you know we can quickly make this film we don't have to think much about it or try to say anything um, or try to really say anything or have a real moral or message behind the film. We can just make this really quickly. We can release it around Halloween time. Young people will be in the mood to go to a scary movie and this will be there. So it'll just be one of those convenient movies that'll be there and people will go see it and great, we'll make some money off of it. And I really think that's what this was. And I don't know what the box office numbers are, but and I don't know what the budget of this film was, but it couldn't have cost much. Um, You didn't have a lot of star power in it. Um, It didn't seem, it wasn't a paragon of special effects or anything like that so i imagine it didn't cost much so i think the strategy was just put something with kind of a neat premise out and it'll be out around halloween time and everybody can get their scary movie halloween fix and this will be right there for people to go see so if that was the strategy uh, you know we'll see with the box office numbers if that worked or not but as far as the film you can just tell that this movie just wasn't really interested in any of those things. Just like you talked about, the the, the relationship between Quinn and Matt was, did feel like a forced relationship, and you just kind of knew where that was going. It's not anything you've seen uh, a hundred times, and the, the stuff with Dr. Rape or whatever his name was, I just, I, I just hated all of that. None, none of that, all of that just seemed so like contrived and you just were like, what is the point of this? There was just for so long, I was like, what is the ever living point of this? And then when it all culminates and it's like, hey, he got put in jail and you know um all these people came forward and he got put in jail that i was just like okay so we didn't even get to see the guy die or anything so that felt like a cheap ending or whatever even though that was probably more realistic but in this app movie where this ghoul app uh demon thing is killing all these people and stuff like that you know, you would just expect a character like that to die, and we didn't even get that. So that that felt kind of disappointing that 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 character got the most realistic. That that with him, with Doctor Rape, he got the most realistic kind of justice. When I don't know, there were ways that we could have probably killed him. And I do think that this movie did have some potential, and I do think that it at least there was potential for it to actually say something. I do think that that the, this whole idea of you trying to avoid your death or you running from your death and everything like that, rather than accepting your death, that is an idea, that is a concept that does have legs. And if it's done the right way, you could have said something. And I thought for a moment that that's where the movie was going. Whenever um, Quinn and Matt are talking about the terms of agreement and they're trying to figure out what breaking the terms means and stuff like that, there was a part where Matt goes, oh man, you know, I was supposed to be going to visit my grandmother or something like that. And that was where I was headed to, but I had canceled those plans. I wonder if that's really where I was supposed to go and die. And then she put two and two together and was like, oh yeah, I had canceled some plans too. And I think that it was on the cusp of something. Like there was an opportunity to 
go to that and and there be this message about like you guys said accepting your fate and who knows it, you could have done some cool things with that maybe the grandmother winds up dying because Matt cancels his plan. So rather than it just being him dying of natural causes or dying the way he should have, maybe because he didn't visit, his grandmother is going somewhere and she gets hit by a drunk driver or whatever the case may be. You know, I think there was a chance to maybe do something with this where it was more about accepting your death rather than running from it. But the film just didn't seem interested in any of that. Instead, we got characters that would just disappear just like the priest did, or we would get random characters that I really just don't understand. Like, I don't really understand why the computer asshole tech guy phone tech guy was in the like, like he was in the movie he had these lines he was being a dick and an asshole or whatever and I guess he must have entertained the director or someone because then they felt the need that he needed a scene at the end of the film during you know after the movie was over that character got a scene at the end of the film and I was like why do I care about what happens to this character? So this film, it, it just seemed like whatever they thought was funny or whatever they thought they liked, or it, it just seemed like the people who made this were just totally out of touch, especially when it came to certain characters and dialogue. And some of the dialogue is just so mind-numbingly bad. L like, I remember, and I'll go back to our computer geek guy, I remember when uh, Quinn is in there talking to him, and he's like, oh, man, this phone takes up 64 gigs of space or something like that. And then she was like, is that big? And he was like, yeah, that's an entire season of Game of Thrones big. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's a line in this movie? Like, it was just like so many like cringe worthy lines like that, where it was just like, man, we couldn't write something better than that. Like we couldn't have these characters ever saying anything remotely interesting or anything like that. And so like, it was just lines like that where you felt like it was somebody who thought they were in tune. Oh, I do, you know, people these days like Game of Thrones, so we'll throw that in there. But it just didn't seem like this film really had any interest to say or do anything beyond just give you the central premise. You know, the, the timer counts down and the ghoul kills you in some sort of way. And again, we have one of these specters or ghosts or demons where we don't really explain many of the rules. So, so it just makes things very inconsistent. Like he could shapeshift and he could become your mother or your sister or your little brother and, and remind you of the guilt that you had when you stole your brother's toy or whatever. He could do those things. He could throw you across the room and different things like that. Well, at the end of the movie, when she's got the syringe and she's like, oh, if you, you know, oh, I'm going to kill myself and I'm going to stop this whole thing from happening. And the, and the demon is trying to stop her. And I'm like, well, why not just knock the syringe across the room and then the timer runs out and the movie is over. So, you know, it was just weird how this demon would sometimes, it, it would do these intelligent things like, oh, I can't get in the salt circle, so I'm going to tempt somebody to come out of the salt circle and then I can get them. You know, it's doing all this great strategic stuff. And then in a situation like that where it just seems simple to just knock her across the room or just knock the syringe across the room or just break it in half or toss it out the window or whatever and the demon just wouldn't do that because because we need a movie so it, you know it was just weird things like that and like you guys said at the end of the film Whenever she, I guess, clinically kills herself, but then the other injection brings her back to life, I, I get, okay, so there, you're, you're kind of loopholing the whole thing, 
maybe she clinically died and so that's what allowed them to get rid of the demon and then she was brought back to life but to me it just felt I was just not satisfied with that at all because I kept saying well technically you're alive you're not dead so wouldn't the deal still stand I mean wouldn't the timer just start up again and then just go down to whatever it was and you would just be killed again and and, and I mean it kind of did that with the whole 2.0 reveal thing at the end but I just didn't buy that that would have gotten rid of the demon given what we had seen. So, yeah, just none of this was very effective for me. Did it have some potential? Yes. Did I think that there was a chance for it to maybe say something beyond just giving us the basic premise? Yes. But I felt like the film chose not to do those things because it was only interested in doing one thing, and that was being made cheaply so it could be uh available around Halloween time. So that's pretty much my take on it. I mean to touch on some of the things you said, Justin, is I know that there are some people out there that aren't that tech savvy and don't understand how some things work. But most people of our generation would understand that a sixty four gigabit file is massive as fuck. Like yeah. we all know that. I mean there are some there are some versions of the iPhone that, that would that are modern, like some modern versions of the iPhone that that'd be the entire space on the entire phone. Mm-hmm. Like the, including the operating system, it would do everything. It would take every ounce of, of space that it had. So like would those people just not be able to download it and not die the same way? <laughs> like would that just bypass all that? I mean, on, on top of that, not to get too technical, but a standard HD version of Game of Thrones, an entire season at most is 20 gigs oh shit just throw so, that out there damn so not that even was, close to that so that was hella inaccurate I mean, and why would any maybe, kind of ghost spell thing need gigs i mean yeah especially that many space that's, <laughs> that's so many that you can't even download the app off of wi-fi and then <laughs> even on most people's wi-fi's in this country that's gonna take you like two days of constantly being on wi-fi to fucking download I mean, that's just fucking massive. <laughs> like, the the Apple iStore wouldn't even let you download that if you're not on Wi-Fi. Like, you couldn't. Um, it's just, it's bonkers. And it, it's there's that aspect of it. Why would all the names be in everybody's phone? Yeah. Like, why if you hack one person's phone, you can see everybody that's downloaded the app? Yeah. That's just bonkers weird. It's just one of those things where it's convenient, but they, you know, they sacrifice basic anything of technology. And I think what it is for me is I understand what you were saying and what other people are saying that, oh, like horror needs to go back to its roots and all this other stuff. And I guess I disagree with that for the fact of, are we just going to have a bunch of period pieces at a certain point? Is everybody's cell phone always going to be out of service? We need to update horror. We need to make it modern. We need to figure out a way to legitimately incorporate horror elements in a world that we do have connectivity and the ability to talk to people at any given point in time that needs to be updated. And I understand that takes away from a lot of what made old horror good, the isolationism, the, you know, the hopelessness and all this other stuff the you know, the being stranded, you know, those aspects are what made a lot of good horror films good. You know, the unknown aspects of a lot of things. But that's just not the world we live in nowadays. And unfortunately, that's something that a lot of horror films have been struggling with is how do you incorporate modern technology into a horror film? You know, and once again, this movie had the potential to do that. And it fucked it up left and right by then even just breaking the rules of modern technology. I mean, who the fuck goes to phone resellers like that? And... You know, the guy's like, oh, what kind of specs are you looking for? Like, who the fuck talks like that nowadays? Everybody, like, anybody of our age and our generation, everybody like that, when we go into a phone store, we know what fucking phone we want to buy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it really is that simple. If you want the fucking Samsung Galaxy 10, you're not walking into a fucking phone store going, well, I want this phone, but hey, sell me what the best specs are according to you, Mr. Random Phone Guy. I mean, it's all subjective the only people that get fucking tricked by shit like that are fucking like baby boomers and shit like that anybody else anybody younger than that we know what fucking phone we want going into it you know 
you might ask your friends what kind of phones they have or what kind of features they have, but you're not really looking to go to a store and have some fucking random salesman tell you what you need, you know, in your fucking phones. That's just not how people act these days. You know, and like I said, we all have a basic understanding of 64 gigs as a massive fucking file. I mean, everybody's used to the fact that like, remember updating an iPhone like four years ago when everybody would always have to constantly delete shit off their fucking phone to free up enough space to do a fucking update? Like, yes, that made everybody hyper, you know, attentive to how much storage space they have on their phones. Mm -hmm. And a 64 gig app would instantly stand out of, oh, fuck this app. And nobody would ever download it or use it. Because, like I said, nobody would be able to download it on cellular service. So nobody would ever fucking download that app. It's fucking ridiculous. And I know they're going to use the whole, oh, it's supernatural and all this other stuff. You can't hamstring it to technology then. It's, it really is trying to have its cake and eat it too. It's, it's 100% supernatural, but then at the same time, it's got terms and conditions you know, like an app and, and shit like that. Like it, it, it tries to straddle the line of it's technological and it's supernatural, but it just kind of fails at both. But I also did want to talk about Justin, cause you brought up one of my favorite things, box office numbers. All right. So looking at this, according to box office mojo, the budget for this movie was $6.5 million. Wow. Super cheap. As of right now, worldwide, huh. it's made 21 and a half. It's a it's highly profitable, fucking successful. <laughs> success, athlete. success, bro, success. I mean, thirteen million is what you're looking at for the break-even point. So it's what eight and a half million over that. So it's tripled its budget. Hey, that's always a good thing in Hollywood, man. This is a success. We're probably going to see a countdown 2.0 in two years. Yep, you probably will. And 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 then and and I'm not gonna lie. When I was in the theater watching it. There are a lot of, that's another thing I that should have been in my dislikes. There are a lot of cheap scares in the movie. Just basic, cheap ass scares, random things, making noises. Somebody looks and knocks on a window or, uh, you know, she looks in a closet and her sister's in there. And she's like, what are you in the closet for? You know, it's got every cheap scare, jump scare in the book. But man... There were a lot of like, you know, teenagers and stuff like that watching the movie. And man, they were jumping at everything, screaming at everything and just having a good old time. So, I mean, it's clear who this was for. And you you have to know that was the strategy going in. It wasn't to make a good movie. It was just to make something efficient for Halloween time. So... And I believe it, and and now we know it has succeeded. It definitely succeeded at that. Yeah, I mean, it inherently made enough money to where it's already paid for the budget of the second one. I mean, and that's to give it even a budget increase. It's like, hey, you're going to get two more extra million dollars to do some shit on this. You know, and it's it's like you said, it plays into the, the demographics. You know, it plays into uh, the younger generation that's going to eat this shit up. I mean, and it's not because... They're just the younger generation. It's that's just kind of the style of everything, though. I mean, think about the horror movies that we had, you know, when we were like 13 and shit like that. I mean, we all had those movies that were successful. You know, they're just they're successful for teens. Yep. And that, and then they and we and we have multiple of them, too. You know, that, that that's why Jason and all of them were able to get to like part 10 and 11 and all that kind of stuff, because we kept going every time there was one and they were cheap to make, you know, the same kind of deal. I mean, especially for us, like growing up, we, I mean, this was the later part of our teens and stuff like that, but you had the ring movies, you had the grudges, you had the dark, waters, you know, you had all those Japanese horror remakes. Yeah. That's more accurate to us. You know, they're all PG 13, they're PG 13. They cost like $5 million and they would make like 30 million, you know, because it was a cheap digestible way for, you know, kids to go watch a movie on a fucking Friday night. You know, you get six or seven of you and your friends and you go fucking watch that movie, you know? And now it's even more... It was that type of shit. And now it's even more fun and interactive because now you can watch the movie and you can now download the app and y'all can go eat dinner and get a laugh out of that. Look, the app. (laughs) When are you you gonna die? Oh, I'm already dead. Ha ha ha. And everybody gets a laugh out of it. You know, it's... it. That's what this is. (laughs) honestly so yeah you're totally right i mean and i mean look at yeah look back on it uh i mean the ones 
when we were slightly older teens, I guess is when the, the PG 13 horror movie really kind of started to pick up. Um, because when we were kids, a lot of your more popular horror franchises and stuff like that were still rated R. Uh, you know, your Blair Witches, your Screams, um, uh, some of the Jason movies and stuff like that. They were still all rated R. It was our late teens is kind of when the PG-13 horror movie really started to pick up. And I mean, and I can't blame them. You know, it's horror movies are cheap. And if you can end up marketing it to an, a bigger age demographic, you're just going to make more money. And that's what the fuck the point of the movie business is, is to still make money. So, you know, you can make a Jason movie for $4 million, but when you're limiting your audience, you know, it might only make 12. But if you make a ring for $4 million and it makes 30, 30, 40 million dollars, whatever, because you just instantly have more people that can just go watch it easily, you know? I mean, like, yeah, we could all sneak into movies and some of us did. Or, you know, you'd go with your parents or whatever or something like that, but... It was just always easier whenever you could just go with your friends and you could just go to your movie that you purchased a ticket for. So you're just making it easier for having a bigger audience and stuff like that. Um, And it makes sense. I'm not going to blame them for that. I just, I don't necessarily think that that means that that's a built-in excuse to have stupidity (laughs) and and to have it be garbage in a lot of cases. But it's, it you know, it's still, it's a sound business practice. I mean... Because if you have a studio that can just do that, you know, for a few times here and there, and then, you know, then you can throw out a big budget franchise and all this other stuff. And, you know, you could take some chances on other movies, but it it just, it makes sound financial sense. I mean, who the fuck thought that like, I mean, yeah, the movie only made $21 billion or 21 billion, dear God, $21 million. That's, that's a single day for other movies, but for that movie, that's great. Because it's triple its budget. It it tripled its fucking budget, you know. Whereas, you know, like I said, that's that's a three-hour day of Avengers Endgame when it came out. Like, oh, $20 million, bam. You know, it made that in midnight showings alone, I think. And, but that's exactly what this, but, you know, Avengers Endgame was, what, $300, $400 million movie? I mean, it was a massive fucking movie, you know. So, yeah, it had to do those numbers. But this, yeah, this is a whole other story, you know, that... That's what these little shitty horror films are meant to do. I mean, that's, and that's what they've always been meant to do, you know? And it's like you said, that's why you end up getting a Jason 10. You, you know, you get a Freddy six and, you know, you get all these massively huge franchises that sometimes people haven't even seen half of. I mean, is there anybody out there that's really seen like what Hellraiser five or whatever the (laughs) fuck they're on now? No, I don't think anyone's actually seen it. I don't even think the director or the actors or the editors ever actually watched the fucking movie, but it exists. I mean, at one point they were like on wrong turn four. Who the fuck saw that? Who saw the Hills have eyes three? Who has seen? I mean, I can't say much. I mean, I actually saw Jeepers Creepers three, which fuck. I was stupid for doing that. (laughs) I mean, I've seen human centipede three. There is something morally wrong with my existence because I've seen that movie. I feel bad for you. I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to have to try to help you when I come to Chicago. I don't know what. Drop you off a building or something. I don't know. Maybe just. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of buildings to drop me off of. But just blame the fact that I saw the first two and I found out there was a third and it was easily watchable on Netflix. So I'm an asshole to myself and I actually watched it, which I don't recommend. How many babies did they kill in that one? None because it took place in a prison. Okay. Anybody that doesn't know the plot of. Human Centipede 3, let me distill it down for you real quick. Apparently, a prison warden goes, hey, let's make a Human Centipede out of all these prisoners movie. <laughs> I, I gather by y'all's silence that that doesn't take wow. y'all's fancy. I guess so. They needed to be a centipede because they're bad people? Like this served justice? The centipede of justice? I mean, apparently, they, they wanted to throw the human centipede genre on its head because it had always happened to innocent people. Now it's going to happen to the sinners mm, of the world. So the centipede. I guess. Oh, my. I'm sorry. I had to do it. Oh, see? I see? had to do it. You're getting it. It should have been the human centipede. <laughs> the centipede. Bam. Nailed it. I will say this after watching it, though. I don't even think that that movie is... Like, good enough for the devil to use as torture in hell. <laughs> Jesus. Man, I might have to watch it. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. 
Did you, do you, no, you don't, don't actually no. want to watch it? No, I don't. You don't actually <laughs> want to. But if you do, fuck it. I'll buy it and we can watch it on a big 55 inch TV when you come up here. I'll do it. What have I done? Because I, I am not above having something nope. like that in my movie collection just to torture you for an hour and a half. Um, any final thoughts on this countdown movie, guys? Man, I still kind of want to download the app. Should I or should I not? <laughs> I don't want to die, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. It'll probably say you'll die in five years or whatever because you're oh. straight edge. Oh, jeez. Oh, shucks. Yeah, you don't want me to download it because it's probably going to give my smoking and drinking ass like yeah. 900 years yeah. or something. Yeah, for sure. You, you'll like live longer. If, if if Heather, you and I downloaded it, you'd probably live the longest. I bet anything you get the biggest timer. I know you would. I know you would. <laughs> yeah, as I light a cigarette, my, my time is going to be like, oh, you broke the app. You live so fucking long. All right. Uh, recommendations and score, Justin. Go. Do I recommend this? Uh, to whom? Uh, I mean, not really. I don't think this is anything you really need to see in the movie theaters. I think this is something that you could wait on and just go check out whenever it comes to DVD or Redbox or Netflix or whenever it comes to any kind of streaming service. I think that this is one of those that. You know, if you're bored, you're sitting at home and you're like, man, I want to watch a movie or let me catch up on some of the 2019 releases that I missed. This could be one of those that you could just pick up and watch and go, huh, well, that was dumb. And then you can just put it back up. But I don't want you to spend your money on this. I don't think it would be worth you going and spending your money on this. If you're looking for something new and exciting and and kind of fresh and you were like man i want to i want i really want something that's got some substance and some you know i want it to you know i need i need a horror movie that's good and of great quality and different things like that this is really not that you know we we talked about it this is a film that serves a very specific purpose and unless you fall into that very specific demographic i just don't know if you would really enjoy this or not. And and who knows, maybe you would, but eh, you don't need to spend money on it. I would just wait uh, for this to come out on DVD, something like that. Um, for my score, I'm going to give it. God, I almost just don't want to give it a score, but I'll go ahead and give it. Uh, we'll give it 15. Um, oh, God. 15 <laughs> Dr. Rapes. Um, yelling at a nurse to get her attention so that you won't tell on him out of a hundred. <laughs> I will say this, Jess, when we're talking about a movie that deals with technology that yet doesn't grasp it, and then you bring up shit coming out on DVD. Well, you know what I meant. Blu-ray, whatever. Who the f Dude, who the fuck comes out on anything physical anymore? Seriously. Heather, what about you? Recommendation and score? Um, It's hard, too, because for me, like... Like I have said several times, like I am a big horror movie fan, so I'm all for watching movies that come out. But honestly, I can't say I recommend it just because there's nothing really new or stand out in this one. Um, I mean, if I think it's one of those where, you know, if one day on Halloween or something you want to watch a scary movie and it's like on Netflix or HBO or something, sure, watch it. But honestly, I, I wouldn't recommend like it's not a must see or anything you need to see immediately. So not I don't really recommend it either, unfortunately. Um, and I will give it a score of um, I'll go with hmm, 48 um, scenes of death in your rearview camera out of 100. I agree with you guys for the most part of when you should watch it. Uh, watch on Netflix. It's a fine Netflix movie. Um if you're a younger person, I definitely say it's kind of, it's it's geared more towards you. So I don't think you're any worse for wear if you watch it. Uh, like I said, it, this movie to me had a ton of potential. I just it to me could have been the next uh, Final Destination, but it's not. It's in no way, shape, or form gonna be that franchise unless they make a sequel and they drastically change how the fuck they're gonna handle things. But it's a Netflix, if it's on Netflix, yeah, sure, fuck it, watch it. Especially if you've got, like, a group of people or whatever. If you're doing a movie night, yeah, it works better in that instance. Um, but then if you watch it, like, by yourself in a movie theater, I'm not going to lie, it makes you feel really pathetic and that you're doing something wrong with your life. 
because that's exactly how I felt <laughs> when I watched this movie. Um, I'll give it, I'll give it a little more than Justin because, like I said, I played a fun little game in my head during this movie. Uh, I'll give it twenty-five. Uh, twenty-five. She really lucked out by her sister giving her the right amount of Norcan or not having any air bubbles in it, killing her anyway, or preventing her from being alive anyway. Uh, whenever she got injected at the end of the movie, uh, out of a hundred. Nice. Because I'm like, why the fuck didn't you just fill a needle ready for it? Why did why did you have that whole thing of oh, let her have to get medicine like done skillfully? Because people go to school for that. What the fuck were they thinking with that? Why wouldn't she just have an injection ready to go? Like, come on, you did all this other planning and you can't just find another needle. You're in a fucking hospital. Get fucking real. Anything else, guys? Before we're done? No, I'm good. Nope. Thank you guys for listening to the Cinema Slayers Podcast. Check us out on www.cinemaslayers.com. Check us out on Facebook, Cinema Slayers Podcast. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at cinema underscore slayers. Check us out on cinemaslayers.threadless.com where you can get our merch or go to cinemaslayers.com. Go up to the right-hand corner and you'll see a little merch button and you can click that and go to our merch website. We've got a lot of cool stuff there. Water bottles, coffee mugs, shirts, hoodies, tapestries, just whatever you want, really. Um... Also, guys, remember uh, December 4th, which is a Wednesday, we will be at the Southside Podfest doing our first live show. We, so we are super stoked about that. So definitely if you're in the Chicagoland area, check that out. Or if you want to come to the Chicagoland area and check that out, that would be super awesome. Uh, we will also be putting that out in the feed. So don't worry, that episode will be coming to you guys. Uh, check out any of the nights of that. It goes for four nights. We'll put more specific details out on the Facebook I probably should have had something pulled up right now to look at the dates and all this other stuff and the other shows performing, but we are on the last night and I'll do a better job next time uh, to help promote this because I think this actually starts either this Wednesday. I think it starts actually this Wednesday. Uh, So definitely we'll put some stuff on Facebook telling you guys to check that out if you are in the Chicagoland area. And other than that, guys, unlike this movie, according to Justin, Moon Knight is a Best Picture winner. I wonder if your neighbors are ever worried mm, about my you goodness. being these things. <laughs> I feel.